life is not easy. Raising kids is not easy. Having a house is not easy. Working is not easy, but it's having a positive mindset. And that just sort of gives me clarity that I can accomplish one thing at a time and get things done. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the milfiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. Wow, we are now less than two weeks away from the live show. I am super stoked. There's a few tickets left. So go ahead and go online uh, and purchase yours because you do not want to miss out on this. Uh, You can go buy it on uh, milfpodcast.com or at dynastytypewriter.com. But if you go on my website, there's a link that goes straight to it and you can buy the tickets there. Super stoked. Can't wait. We've got Sabrina Hill Weiss, Wendy Miller, and Christina Grants all on my panel. We've got some pole dancing. We've got talking about sex. I mean, we've got some other surprises happening. I can't even, I'm just, I I don't even know what else to say about it, except come, because it's going to be a great time. This month's give is Every Mother Counts. I've worked with them before. I'm bringing them back because I believe in what they're doing so deeply. There's a link to that on my website also, if you want to donate to them directly. Or as always, if you want to write a review of MILF podcast, then I will donate $25. Today's guest is Candace Crane. Candace is the visionary founder and CEO of Petal. And Petal is this absolutely stunning fizzy drink. That's what I call all bubbly drinks. And it is just absolutely gorgeous. It's like a floral tea that's sparkling. And it's so amazing. And when I booked her to do the interview, she surprised me and sent 12 of these drinks to my home. So I've been able to enjoy them. I mean, I've selfishly, like it's just been so wonderful to enjoy them. Not only that, and you've probably seen me posting about it on my Instagram, the design of these cans is so beautiful. It's it's artwork. It's absolutely stunning. And you'll hear the the origin of all of this in her interview. It's really fascinating. But I just love it that she had this vision and she wasn't going to take no for an answer and she just made it happen. Yeah. Anyway, super stoked to introduce you guys to Candace Crane. Such a joy to interview her. Here's the interview. Hi, Candace. Good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for making a podcast called MILF. I'm so honored <laughs> to be on it. Yeah, babe. I'm so glad you're here. I've been practicing my radio voice all morning. <laughs> well, it sounds really good. Great. Whatever you're doing is is working. It sounds really good. Great. There's so many things. I have so many questions for you. First of all, I want to thank you for sending me a beautiful box full of your gorgeous beverage called Petal. Thank you. I mean, everything about it is so luxurious. I love the packaging. I love the, how slender the cans are. Like, And of course, I love the product. So I've already tried two of them and I love them so much. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you for the positive feedback. Yeah, it's so great. So, But I want to kind of start from the beginning. So you're in Chicago now. Is that where you're from originally? Well, no, I was actually, I was born in South Africa. Wow. Yeah, quite far away from Chicago. I was born in South Africa and um, 
my family immigrated to Chicago in in the 80s, in the late 80s. I was only three years old. My dad was in the packaging business. He used to build end-of-line packaging equipment. And he was in in the United States, and he had an opportunity to buy a, a company in Schiller Park, Illinois, which is right by the airport. And he called my mom, who had four kids. I'm the youngest of four. I have three older brothers. And he said, great news. I bought this company in Chicago and and I have to be here to run it. So what do you think? Should we move to America? And they thought it was like the biggest dream come true. So they uprooted our whole family. We left a huge extended family on both sides. We left a beautiful country and we um, restarted our lives in Chicago. And my dad built the business and he ultimately sold his business a couple of years ago. And I grew up in the northern northern suburbs of Chicago. But we used to go back to South Africa every year for about three weeks and visit my grandparents. And my grandparents had this beautiful, well, a beautiful house, but really in a beautiful setting in the garden route in Plettenberg Bay in South Africa. And that's really where my inspiration for my whole life, but really the beauty of Petal really comes from. Every afternoon, Mm. we used to have um, tea time at four o'clock, you have tea, tea time. And so my whole life, I've been concocting my own teas and ordering dried flowers and petals and and um, different teas from all over the world. You know, I'm just jumping around a bit, but... No, you're perfect. <laughs> I was just thinking, as you're talking, I'm like, God, she's flowing so beautifully into the story of... And you're connecting things. And I was like, that's what I teach my students how to do. Uh-huh. It's like the memory of something that was... Because um, I'm a writing coach as well the memory of something that was so influential so influential in your life and made such an indelible mark mm-hmm. that it kind of threads through your entire life and bringing you to where you are now yeah. so don't please don't stop yeah. i love every moment of what you're saying and i and i have questions but i'm remembering them as you're going on so it's funny actually to play on that thought um it's funny like when you in your 30s or maybe it happens to people earlier or later in life but um for me in my 30s i i as i've you know, pivoted and created this new beverage, I've looked in my past at different points of my life that didn't seem meaningful at all at the time, but have played such powerful roles in in my life now as a mother and as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. So back to the story. (laughs) Yes, yes. South Africa, petals, teas. Yeah. So concocting my own teas, always drinking, always having tea time, always serving tea to my friends and family. And actually, when I was little, whenever we used to go back, I used to pretend that I had my own coffee shop and it used to be Candace's Coffee Corner. And I would oh. serve all of my all of our family coffee and tea in the afternoon. And my cousin and I would write their orders and I would serve their tea. And um, so that was just a, a fun little it's always been sort of in my in my DNA to serve and create and yeah. Ultimately, I grew up in Chicago, went to school in, at Indiana University, moved back to Chicago. And um, I worked at the Game Show Network for a couple of years for a very cool, oh. I had a, an incredible lady boss that I worked for. And she really, um, her name was Lee Primack, and she really introduced me to the corporate world. And then I ultimately went to go work for the family business where I ran the marketing department for this packaging company, which was not glamorous at all, but I learned a ton about oh, I'm manufacturing. Sure. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And we um, you know, we would run around to all the packaging shows and 
Um, it was just an incredible industry to be a part of. And then I married my husband and I had my first child and I worked part time while I had her. And then after I had my second, I was mostly a stay at home mother, um, which I love. I mean, my, I have two little girls. They're so beautiful, so fun. And I absolutely loved, you know, everything about being a mom. I think it completely changed me. It also gave me this force to do better and create something because it, they really gave me this purpose. My daughters were three and a half, four and four and one and a half. And I had this vision one morning as I saw that floral flavors were starting to trend. I, I thought oh, the world needs a beautiful, refreshing botanical beverage. And I'm going to take this ancient elixir, which is rose water that's becoming so popular in the cosmetic industry. I'm going to deliver it in a clean, organic way. And I had this vision and my husband laughed, thought I was crazy. <laughs> I just got to work. I started formulating um, our, ori- you know, our original three beverages were all rose water based. We had original rose, mint rose and lychee rose. And I just had this dream. I saw this white space in the beverage industry, which is very, it's a very competitive market. Many people told me. I bet. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have, my dad likes to call the people with negative comments, the reality check people, the people that are going to tell you how hard it is and how crazy you are and the people that give you a reality check. And I appreciate those people, obviously, but there have been many people that have been very encouraging the idea of the botanicals. And no one was doing sparkling botanicals. So I really felt like this was my opportunity. And really, I was given an opportunity to create a brand from scratch, which mm. was very cool. And I thought, okay, this is the, our time. I get to create something as beautiful as I, as I want it to be. And it could be disruptive and gorgeous and empowering. And I just want to bring some beauty into the world. If anything... I get to create something and I want to deliver something pretty and beautiful. Wow. That was really my inspiration. My inspiration was also for my grandmother who was always, you know, the my both of my grandmothers were really this force behind my grandfather's businesses and they were always so matriarch, you know, matriarchal and mm-hmm. and I have these two little girls at home and that was my dream really was to create a beautiful beverage to really empower women and send positivity. And as you know, Rose, as you may know, rose water is said to uh, vibrate at the highest frequency. So it really elevates your mood. So, oh, I didn't know that. So that's why one of your taglines is raise your vibe. Exactly. So, oh, that's cool. Our, our mission with pedal is a simple reminder to have a glass of pedal and raise your vibrations and live your best life. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love knowing like all this backstory and your mission and your, your manifesto really. Yeah. So, so wait a minute, how old are your daughters now? So now they are six and three. I have a kindergartner and a three-year-old and it's a beautiful time that we're living in because generations before us, it was very hard to be a stay-at-home mother or, and, and start a business. And now yeah. we're living at a time where technology, I mean, we're a mobile company where I, I drove the carpool this morning, dropped my kids off mm. this, at school, and I was able to be on a conference call five minutes later. And I'm yeah. able to be on a podcast sitting in my yeah. home, you know? So we're living in an incredible time um, where we get, where we have this opportunity where we can do more than generations before us. 
You know, one thing that I was I was telling someone this week, this weekend, that when I started the business, so many people said to me, Oh my gosh, you're gonna be a woman owned business. A woman owned business, you'll get so many benefits for being a woman owned business. And I was like almost offended. I was like, Why is that yeah. why is that even a thing still? And as I looked around, I realized it really is a thing that it hasn't been easy for women to do it all. Yeah. And um, someone actually, a close person to me said, it's very, you're going to find it difficult to be a mother and a CEO. And I turned to them and I said, grab some popcorn and watch. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And so, so you've been doing this for almost two years? It's been two years. We launched in Chicagoland last May. So the Friday before um, Memorial Day weekend. I stood in my local grocery store and I sold, I invited all my friends and family. We didn't have any a launch party or anything that definitely wasn't in the budget, but I invited my friends and my family to come to the store and buy pedal. And we sold over a thousand units in three hours. So that wow. was my launch. Oh, how did that feel? <laughs> that was pretty cool. I had, I actually went into the, I went into um, the store, the buyer, I went into the buyer's office a couple weeks before he wasn't answering my emails so I walked right in and he looked at his calendar and he's like excuse me do you have an appointment and I was like no but I'm here to make one (laughs) I love it so we made an appointment for later on that week and I came in with my distributor my local distributor in Chicago and we sat down and we presented pedal and it was Tuesday and he's like okay well I'll order some cases for Friday and I was like this Friday and he's like yes he's like I'll order 20 cases I'm like, well, you know, all of my friends and family are waiting to try pedal and, and they haven't tasted it yet. So why don't you order a pallet? And he's like, are you, lady, are you joking? He's like, I'm not ordering a pallet of pedal. And I said, if you order a pallet, I will make sure it's sold. And he said, if you, everything you don't sell, sell, I'm sending it straight to the distributor the next day. So wait, hold on for our listeners and myself. What is a pallet? So you said, he said 20 cases 20, and a pallet is how many cases? 182. Yeah, girl. Oh my God. You're, you have so much moxie. This yeah. is so amazing. I love this story. And he's like, whatever we don't sell, I don't have room for this on my floor. I'm sending it back to the distributor the next day. I said, okay, that's fine. So we agreed on. I just want to point out too, <laughs> that in this meeting that you had with this gentleman, there was nowhere where he was like, oh, you're a woman-owned business. Let me roll out the red carpet for you. No. In fact, it sounds like it was the opposite. No, he was like, you know, it's very sweet. You live in the area. We like to support local. Yeah. We're excited to support yeah. local. He really liked the beverage. He liked yeah. the idea of it. He wanted to bring in 20 cases. Yeah. So we agreed on a, we came to an agreement. We met in the middle. So he brought in 90 cases. Okay. But he looked at me and he said, I cannot keep 90 cases in my store. I have to send it back to the store, to the distributor the next day. And I said, that's fine. And that's fair. And I understand. Thank you. You're not doing me any favors, but thank you for giving me the platform to sell my beverage. So yeah. I stood there on the Friday afternoon. I, we, you know, we announced it on social media and we sold out in, in I think two and a half hours. That is so awesome. So not only did he actually ordered another 60 cases the next morning for Saturday delivery for Memorial Day weekend. Wow. So that was pretty cool. That is an, what an amazing uh, and auspicious beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. And so from there, what, how, what was the growth? So from there, we opened up about 70 locations in the Chicagoland market, all my backyard. It was summer months, which... 
as you may know, Chicago, the weather the weather is quite drastic here. It can, you need a cool, refreshing drink. Yeah, the summer here is beautiful. The winter is brutal. Brutal, exactly. Yeah. But we had we had the summer months to really launch this beverage. We have a beverage season, um, so we were running around from retailer to retailer. I was demo demoing in stores myself. I was doing events. Did you have people to help you demo? Because you can't be the more than one place. Yeah, okay. I hired another woman-owned business, um, Caitlin and Co. They're they're a Chicago-based company. They hired we hired them to help us do some demos. But I also like to do them myself because I like the sure. I like the feedback. I like to firsthand see strangers completely tr- you know taste the drink. We had some really positive feedback from the summer, so much so that in the fall, we signed on with a national distributor and started formulating on our next three flavors, which were not rosewater-based, which were other botanicals. Now we are so excited to introduce the elderberry white tea flower, peach marigold with a hint of basil, and lemongrass dandelion with a hint of strawberry. Oh, so yummy. I, I think I had the, is there another drink with a hint of basil or is it just the peach marigold? Just the peach marigold. Okay. That's what I had last night. And it, if I first, I had the original rose one yesterday morning or, you know, or late morning. And I loved it. Cause like, as I told you on, when we were texting, I love anything rose in a beauty product and a beverage, like I just love it. So I can't wait to try the rest of them. Yeah. I'm so grateful you sent me a whole case oh. of it to try. I can't wait to share with my friends. Of course, of course. And you said so you're going to be it. here in LA in Gelson's soon. Yeah, so my husband and I are coming on next week and we're going to be launching in <gasps> Gelson's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you'll have to tell, I'm going to come see you. Oh, great, let's make a plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll text you, I'll bug you to tell me where and when so I can come see, I'll bring my son. Oh, cool. Are you going to have your daughters with They're you? They're staying back this time. They are yeah. staying back this time. They're staying with my parents. Oh, good. Which is tough to leave them, but it's good for them to stay in school and um, of course, then we'll be of able course. to focus on some pedal meetings. But we are going to bring them to <laughs> California this summer and run around with them there. So it'll be, it'll yeah. be great. Oh, good, 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 good. It's funny. I was actually in the grocery store with my daughter the other day, and I hadn't taken taken her in a while. And she, she, I watched her. Her eyes looked at the beverage cooler, and her they her eyes lit up when she saw Petal, and it was such a proud moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're showing her. I mean, what an amazing model for her of that model. And as you said, like we didn't have that to look at growing up just because it wasn't really available in the way that it is now. And what I'm talking about is what you referenced earlier is that women weren't able to be, I mean, few women were CEOs to begin with when we were growing up, but you weren't able to balance being a CEO, starting your own company, being a CEO and being able to spend quality time with your kids. It just was, you were either in a corporate, you know, tower and you hardly ever saw your kids and you, you know, so it's, it's wonderful that she's seeing that and that she is going, both of them are going to know, well, I can do that if I want, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So that's amazing. And not only for them, I hope to set that example for everyone. Yes. You know? Yes. So, um, yeah. So I want to go back to uh, you growing up and this is so interesting. So I, and I've been thinking this whole time. So do your parents, they must still have the accent because they were born and raised in South Africa. Of course. Yeah, of course. And my bro- so they have, yeah, yeah, they, that's they have thick accents. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so great. And your brothers? And my brothers too. My brothers are old. They're 11, 10, and eight years older than me. So they were like pre- Okay. They got more of it. Yeah. They were they were teenagers when we moved to the States. So they, they oh go back gosh. and forth. It depends who they're talking right. to. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Congratulations. I'm so excited. And I can't wait to see the next phase of this. Thank you. But so when you were growing up, I know you talked about having- um, Candace's coffee corner, uh-huh. was it? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so cute. And then when you went to college, what did you study in college? Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do back then or, or a different idea? I actually studied production and design. I was really oh. into production. I wanted to work in TV. Or I loved editing. And then after college, I just, I got a job in sales at the Game Show Network, which wasn't necessarily what I even went to school for, but it was in this really fancy building in the city and I had a nice job and I just felt like it was going to be, you know, a fun time. And I really did get this introduction to the corporate world. And then I completely went a different direction into, into manufacturing. So I always had this dream. I always really appreciated graphic design, even though I wasn't really that good at it, but you know, I always appreciated art and graphic design and production. And I think that's all sort of molded into, you know, those into creating a pedal mm-hmm. and the design of the can and the artwork and, and, and the romantic copy and our, and our imagery and our branding is, is all really stems from, from my, my passion in production. Interesting. So you've always been a very, um, it sounds like very visual, very experiential, very, um, you have a beautiful, like romantic sort of cinematic experience of life. Yeah. And just even the way you described going back to South Africa in the summers and experiencing the colors and the textures of the landscape and your family and the food and... And the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The feeling. Yeah. That's really amazing. Do you guys go back at all now? So I haven't been since I've had kids. I just... The thought of taking my kids on that flight is... I'm sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Scary. What is it? Like a 19-hour flight? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically crazy. Um, My mom and I used to do it all the time. And I just wonder, Mom, we just had coloring books in those days. I know. (laughs) So we haven't been back since we've had kids. But we will try to go in the next, we'll see, couple years. (laughs) Yeah. And when you had your first child did you have any you were working at the game show network at that time no, no? I was working for no the you were family. working with their family yeah family That's business right. yeah and then you just decided to take some time off when you had your second yeah. child is that yeah did you have any postpartum with either I didn't have postpartum thankfully no I did not have pers- postpartum but I'm so glad <laughs> I'm so happy for yeah. you yeah I mean um, and your husband what does he do He's an attorney. So every, you know, it's funny, like when you were saying how you don't complain about work. So when I complain that I have a million and one things to do, he's like, but look what you're doing. You know, he's, Mm. he wishes more than anything. And he actually is going to come work for us now as we grow bigger, which is quite exciting and scary and awesome in all the fields, Um, as you can imagine. But he simply reminds me, look what you are doing. What Look what you're creating. It's something fun. It's something beautiful. He would, you know, he deals with people fighting all the time and litigation and, mm. and arguments. And some days he can't even mm. believe what he's actually dealing with. And so he'd much mm. rather work for Petal. That's awesome. And so will he'll be like your in-house lawyer? No, you know what? I think we, he's not going to be my in-house lawyer, although he does, he does help me with um, a lot of our communication with our lawyers, but um, Mm. he's going to help me run sales and 
operations and that's so yeah, great. Tackle. That's so great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh I never in my gosh. wildest dreams thought I'd have my own business where my husband came to work for me. But um, So how do you balance, because I mean, running a company like this, especially at this stage, like you just said, you have a million and one things to do. Yeah. I mean, even though, and we just shared that we're both very fortunate, we love what we do. It's still a lot to balance having two small children, having a husband. You mm-hmm. kind of have to give him a little attention to yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you know, how do you carve out the time in your schedule to basically to not overdo it and get it done? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the honest answer. We're figuring it out, but just like raising kids, I think it takes a village. And, you know, we are, we are really fortunate that we have our parents and our my in-laws who live near us who are mostly mm. around. Um, we, we hired a nanny who, you know, I was a full-time stay-at-home mom before I started this. So that was a transition. Um, I'm forgiving. I'm, you know, my, my, I'm looking at my office right now. It's really messy, but I forgive myself because I don't have that time to do. I just can't physically do it all, but I am trying my best at what I am doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And do you feel like you have any time for yourself, like just downtime for you alone? Yeah, I love Or whatever that is I, that you love doing. That's a good question. And I get that question a lot. And I answer it like this. I'm grateful for this period of my time. I have two small kids and they won't always be kids. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the startup business. And I'm just, I choose to enjoy what I'm doing at all times. It is all for me and whatever, you know, if I go to the gym or if I take them, you know, an hour here or there, you know, I I get to sometimes carve out that time for myself, but I choose to be positive about all aspects of my life that I don't feel that I owe myself time to take a break or I I owe myself Mm. time off. I don't know. Wow, that's such an amazing perspective. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the definition of being present in the moment. Yeah. You've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I'm serious. I'm in awe. Thank you. Because it's interesting. I've just recently, and I've shared this on the show many times, I struggled with postpartum depression. I finally got diagnosed when my son was two and got proper treatment and so forth. But I suffer from anxiety and I it just, it really my experience with anxiety is that it robs you from being present in the moment and doing exactly what you just described, Mm -hmm. which is choosing to enjoy exactly what you're doing when you're doing it, whether it is, you know, being with your child when they're having a rough moment and crying and knowing that it's the most important thing in the world for you to be steady and comforting, Mm -hmm. enjoying watching them learn something new or, you know, being with a client or whatever, all the different things, or getting to go to a yoga class or a massage. I think in my mind, only those last two things were enjoyable. And the rest was like, I was just living through it mm-hmm. in order to get to that. Mm-hmm. And lately I've had this shift and I don't know, I can't point to one singular thing that's helped me make this shift because I do all kinds of things all the time to kind of help my perspective. But I have had this shift where I'll be with my son. He's nine going on 10 and he's an only child and I'm a single mom. It's just me, you know, and I don't have, my parents live an hour away, but they'd never come to LA and and they will take him for the weekend and stuff, but I don't have like family, other family or anything. And that's not like, oh, poor me. I don't have family. That's just the way it's always been. 
But I think that's where I used to kind of have this anxiety of like, oh, I just, I need, I can't wait to get it. And there's some, I don't even know what it is. I'm just sharing this because I'm discovering that I'm like, my friend called me. I had a three day weekend with my son. And usually that sends me into a tailspin. I'm like, oh my God, three days uh, or four days or something or spring break. That's what it was. It wasn't even a three day week. It was spring break. And she's like, are you okay? Are you having anxiety? I was like, I'm just so relaxed and enjoying watching him, you know, be nine years old and knowing also that he's never going to be nine again. Mm -hmm. He's growing up. He still wants to be with me all the time. He wants to do stuff with me. That's not going to last forever, you know, Right. and just really enjoying this and, you know, putting my phone down and being with him. I'm just so grateful. And so thank you for that example of what you just said of like, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and really being on the journey of like, this is it. I'm here right now doing this. And that that's very difficult for someone like me. And I think for many people, because there's always this idea of like, oh, there's a carrot dangling somewhere. Right. Instead of like, no, 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 you have it in your hand. Just look down. (laughs) Like it's right there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I suffered worse like anxiety when I was, I think in college, when I had no idea where I was going with life. And I think that gave me a ton of anxiety. And I think now when my three-year-old screams at the top of her lungs and she's uncontrollable and my husband and I go into this little tailspin of, and you know, it sets my six-year-old off. I kind of look at it and I say like, this will pass, you know, we can deal with this. She's three and this is her time to be three. And, and, and we just try to move forward. Um, Yeah. Cause it's all part of it. It's all it's all part of the journey. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's not like, I remember when my son was a toddler and he would just have meltdowns, epic, epic meltdowns, especially from like two to three. Yeah. I mean, those are rough. Oh my God. I just, oh, it's so rough. And I just was like, uh, but thankfully I had taken this, thankfully I'd taken this class called RIE, Resources for Infant Educators. Anyway, their whole thing is basically teaching you how to allow your child to be in their process each, each, each developmental stage. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fix a tantrum. You're not going to stop a tantrum. You just kind of ride the wave of the tantrum and you be the safe haven for them uh-huh. of like, it's okay to cry. I understand you're upset. I'm here to keep you safe. So you like literally keep their body safe from hitting their head on the furniture or whatever it is and just let it, let the wave be. And so I would do that. And there would be times where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to live through this, even though I knew I would, because every time it would pass, I would just go, okay, I survived that tantrum, you know? Yeah. But what it did for him was show him over time. And I was able to start pointing it out to him you got through that yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I was here to support you, but you got through that. And now you came to the other side of it and you're playing with your Legos or whatever it is. And that is such a lesson of resilience of like, it's okay if I, if I, if I'm not happy or if I have a negative, a perceived negative feeling, like I'm going to make it through that because I made it through it before. Look at how that, look at that, look at that. And to me, that's such a testament I barely know you now. I've known you for 35 minutes. But um, to hear the story of you just walking into that manager's office and he's like, do you have an appointment? And you're like, no, but I'm here to make one. Like, that is so badass. <laughs> and that comes from someone who's dealt with life's blows yeah. and gotten up again. Right. That's so amazing. And to model that for your kids and and be that example is is really profound. And for other women. Yeah. Life is not easy. Raising kids yeah. is not easy. Having a house is not easy. Working is not easy. 
but it's having a positive mindset. And that just sort of gives me clarity that I can accomplish one thing at a time and get things done. Yeah. Another thing, as you were talking earlier, um, that's, I actually find that's really working with my six-year-old is sometimes if she feels sad or, um, you know, I find myself relating to her and say like, I used to feel that way when I was six years old. Mm. And then she starts to ask me questions and it, you know, that really kind of lights up her eyes too, that she, she can relate to me because I felt the same way or when I was in kindergarten and my teacher told me this, you know, I was learning to read or that really, really works well with my six-year-old. Totally. Totally. And my son will ask me, he'll be like, when you were nine, did you this, did you that, you know? And it's so interesting because he's just like looking to my past experience as, you know, strength. Guidance. Guidance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, if she made it through that and she's okay now. I can do this. Right. You know? Right. And that makes me think that our grandparents, my grandmother, who I glorify, listen, yeah. she, times were not easy for her either, but she made it look real good. Mm. And she looked really good doing it and unapologetically just beautiful. And so that's mm. that's sort of the image that we want to portray for Petal. And we want to give our consumers kind of like a boost to confidence. I think yeah. we could all use it. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that the truth? You know, I don't know if you feel this. I feel like everyone's becoming so insecure, especially with social media and like just Mm. how we feel and how we look. I just feel like I find people around me becoming so insecure about what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're acting. And I just feel like we all just could use a boost to confidence. I don't know if you feel the same way. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it's funny. Just yesterday, I, I post quite a bit on my Instagram Um and I've, that's, I've had to learn how to do that. When I first started doing the podcast and I was reading up on marketing and social media, I was like, oh, you have to do stories. You have to do this. I was like, oh, I have to put my face in. And I'm an actress. I've been an actress, but like, that doesn't mean I like to do selfies and put my face on camera and, you know, and I'm not a big makeup person, so I'm not going to do my makeup every time I do a selfie. Mm-hmm. And I'm also almost 44 years old and I haven't had Botox in over a year. I am going to make an appointment. But the reason I'm telling you that is because yesterday I I posted this story and I don't know, it was just me talking or whatever. And this woman that follows me that I've met her in person once or twice, but, and she's Russian. So there's a different culture. Mm -hmm. And she goes, wow, you look great. She comments, she DM'd me from the story, right? Wow, you look great. If those wrinkles bother you, you should see my friend Olga. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and I thought, gosh, you know, I'm so grateful that that doesn't bother me at all because I talk about my wrinkles. I'm very open about it. And I don't like, I just embrace it as, of course, I have wrinkles. I'm almost 44 years old. Right. And I'm also very expressive with my face. And it's just DNA. And some people have more wrinkles than other or whatever. Same girl, same. And I was going to throw in there. And I just love the sun so much. It feels so nice and warm. <laughs> it feels so good. Yeah. I know. That's your South African blood. You need that <laughs> heat. And it's also, you know, it's interesting. My mom, would always say, wear your sunscreen, wear a hat, wear a hat. She still is like, wear a hat. I'm like, I'm okay. Like I don't, I don't sunbathe for hours at a time, but I do like to go outside and just feel the sun on my face for 20 minutes. Right. Feel the sun on my back. And like, am I getting skin damage? Probably. But I mean, my God, (laughs) you know what I mean? Totally. So you were saying about the insecurity. And no, it's true. And I, I'll meet 
younger girls, like girls in the millennial generation, and they're so unsure of themselves, not all the time, Mm -hmm. um, unsure of how they look and what they look like. And it's just like, oh my God. And I remember being so caught up in that when I was in my twenties and pursuing acting and what's my butt measurement. And like, it really actually does not matter. Right. But because there's this external messaging of look this way, you know, so that you can feel this way. It's like those two aren't necessarily intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're putting out a product that's like, this product is beautiful and it makes you feel beautiful when you're holding it. Mm -hmm. And when you're, this is my experience too, by the way. And when you're drinking it and then knowing the story behind it now is even more powerful. So thank you. I love that. I love that. And I can't wait to see it here in California. Yeah, me too. See you guys when you come. Me too. Yes, we're going to make a date. I can't wait. We've come to the time when I ask each of my guests three questions. Sure. And then a lightning round of questions. Okay. So what do you think about, Candice, when you hear the word MILF? MILF. I think about power. I think that it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing to be. I think it's beautiful. I feel like, you know, growing up, it used to be, it was sort of negative, I guess, on one hand, but like, yeah. Um, but now it feels so empowering, empowering to be a male. <laughs> What's something you've changed your mind about recently? You know, we're deciding actually if we should come, if we should move to LA. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> so we're deciding, I guess. That's exciting to be thinking about. Now, what about your family, though? Yeah, I know. That's that's the reason not to come. That is sure. the reason not to come. We don't want to leave our family. But um, yeah. I think our little girls would think it would be the most incredible adventure. And so we are thinking yeah. about coming for the year. So we'll see. Cool. Well, you will. Oh, think. cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, keep me posted on that. Yeah. How do you define success? My happiness, honest to God, I think, you know, I've, I've watched people have it all and I've watched people um, lose it all. And I think success is if you're healthy and if you're happy and you're content. And I think that everyone is on their own path and that you, that no one should, you should never compare yourself to other people because we're all on this different path with different timelines. And I think success is based on happiness. Okay, lightning round of questions. Okay. Ocean or desert? Ocean. Favorite junk food? Chocolate. Movies or Broadway show? Ooh. <laughs> I would have to say movies, but I, oh, that's a tough one. Okay, go. I know it is a tough one, isn't it? Because yes. they're both so different. Uh, daytime sex or nighttime sex? Daytime. Texting or talking? Texting. <laughs> Cat person or dog person? Oh, hard question. My daughter's begging for a cat dog. Have you ever worn, (laughs) have you ever worn a unitard? Yes. Were you in a dance troupe as a youth or did you wear it as a fashion statement? I was in a dance. I was the captain of the Palms squad, but we did not, we did not wear unitards. But you wore it for something else. Yeah. Okay. Shower or bathtub? Bath every night without fail. Mm. Oh, so nice and relaxing. Well, I think I know the answer to this because of your previous answer. Ice cream or chocolate? That's tough. I would say ice cream though. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, mm-hmm. how good are you at ping pong? Hmm. I would say like a seven. <laughs> okay. I haven't played in a while, but I used to play all the time. What's your biggest pet peeve? I guess fakeness. 
and just loyal. Mm-hmm. If you could push a button and it would make everyone in the world 7% happier, but it would also place a worldwide ban on all hairstyling products, mm. would you push it? Sure. Superpower choice. Invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength? Ability to fly, I think, would be really nice. Would you rather have six fingers on both hands mm. or a belly button that looks like foreskin? <laughs> I'm going to go with the belly button. <laughs> okay. What was the name of your first pet? Shogun. And I have no idea why, but he was born. My parents bought him for my brothers when I was born. <laughs> That's amazing. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Churchill Lane. So your porn name is Shogun Churchill. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Who's going to watch that porn? <laughs> oh, me. That sounds, I mean, it sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most badass porn star you ever did meet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Candice. Thank you this for is such having a pleasure. me. I'm so excited I have a new friend. <laughs> yes, you do. So if, uh, if our listeners want to find you or find Petal, and go buy it. Where can they where can they go? Sure. So we are available on Amazon. We have a store locator on our website, which is www.drinkpedal.com. P-E-T-A-L. Um, you could also follow our very cool Insta page at, at drinkpedal. And um, we'll be launching in some chains across the country very soon. So follow us and we'll we'll be um, updating our our, our tribe online. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And also um, for my listeners, all of that's going to be on the show notes page. All of those links that she just mentioned and her Instagram handle and everything clicks to that will be on milfpodcast.com. Um, so you can find her there and she'll be all over my Insta today and, you know, all the time to come. You can find her through me as well. So, but I definitely encourage you guys to go get some pedal and experience it, especially as we enter these beautiful summer months. So nice to have something so refreshing and effervescent. Enjoy, guys. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, Candace. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Candace. Next week on the show, I welcome actress Mindy Sterling. Can't wait to share that with you guys. In the meantime, enjoy your summer. Don't forget to pick up your tickets to the MILF live event on July 24th at Dynasty Typewriter. Pick up tickets. You don't want to miss it. I love you guys. Mm